Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning. We're excited you're here. This is our third service. So the first two services, we are packed out at 50. This one's a a little lighter, but man, we are pumped that you are here. And again, it's nice to have people in the house. Like it's been weird preaching just to cameras, but it's been also super fun. And I'll tell you what, it's been an interesting season where it's been awesome to really engage with all those of you that are watching online as well. And it's been cool just to see uh, and do different things. So we have a tech team that's done an amazing job throughout this time. So let's actually, in-house, let's give a round of applause just for our tech team doing things behind the scenes all throughout this. But today we are, we are jumping in a brand new series entitled Authority. And what's crazy about this is that if you know me, I'm kind of a planner and I'm kind of a nerd, but I plan things out. But I believe that God works through plans. I believe that the Holy Spirit works through plans as well. And if you look at this, these sermon series, I actually plan out my sermon series for the year, like far in advance. Like I'm talking like November of 2019, I had my sermon series mapped out for 2020, which is incredible how God works behind the scenes. Like he knows what's going to happen before it happens. And I know many of you right now are thinking like, dude, can you go back to November 19 and like change your sermon series so that we don't have to go through this first portion of 2020 already, right? But God knows what's happening. He has some incredible things planned for us. He has his plan all over us because he is the ultimate authority in our lives, which is really what I want to talk about today as we jump into this series. But before we jump in, let me just uh, get to know you a little bit. How many of you, when you see the word authority or like you hear the word authority, you may cringe just a little bit? Like, we got a, okay, we've got a couple, right? There's a little bit of us that's that, that rebellious side inside of us, right? I would say that there's others that probably like maybe would have raised their hand, but they're not going to do it because there's an authority telling them to do so as well, right? So that's, that's like a whole another level of that, but that's, that's some good stuff. I would say this too, when it comes to authority, I think there's two types of people. I think there's rule followers and there's rule breakers. Now, I'm just going to say well, I am a rule follower, like, I believe in rules. I'm that, again, I'm a little bit on the, the planning nerdy side. So I'm a rule follower. I believe rules are put there in place for a reason. Like for me, I, uh, I do things by the book. When I drive, I, I drive the speed limit. Well, I drive five miles over the speed limit because there's unwritten rules too. Like you shouldn't just go the speed limit because sometimes that's a little too slow. So I go five miles over the speed limit. And then, um, uh, I do unwritten rules as far as driving as well. Like I make sure that I'm in the right lane when I'm supposed to be in the right lane. I'm not a guy that's driving the speed limit in the left lane. I, I understand those as like there's just things that you do, right? And I do these. Now my wife though, she's a rule breaker. And here's what's amazing is I think sometimes rule followers and rule breakers, they're attracted to each other. I mean, like think about your significant other right now. You're like, oh yeah, you're already saying that they're the opposite of you. But my wife, she's a rule breaker. Right? She drives a little faster than I, I do. She gets places a little quicker because of it, which is good. But she's going to break some certain rules. Even when we go on like a family hike, we're going through the woods. If there's an abandoned barn or abandoned house or abandoned anything, she's going to go explore it. Even if there's a no trespassing sign on it, right? That's, that's her. She's going and getting in it. And she's taking the kids with her. They're learning some crazy things from her. Right? 
She's that type. She's straight rebel on certain things. Another thing she does, I mean, unwritten rules, right? When the laundry's done and the dryer dings, you get the laundry out and fold it, right? No. She breaks that unwritten rule too, and she'll let it sit there for a while. I mean, that's some, it's crazy stuff. But whether you're a rule follower, whether you're a rule breaker, the truth is this. We all have authority placed in our lives. Right? We all have authority placed in our lives. And this is what I want to talk about throughout this series. I want to talk about God's authority in our lives. I want to talk about others' authorities in our lives. And I want to talk about the authority we have as well. And really, a starting point for this is a, a scripture found in Romans 13.1. So if you have your Bibles, you can go there. If you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. Credible resources to take with you wherever you go so that you can read your Bible every single day. Don't just wait for a Sunday to read your Bible, but read it every single day. But Romans 13.1 says this. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. All right, some of you guys are like, why did I come to church today? I'm done. I'm not registering for any more services during this whole entire series because of this verse. This is not going to be a series for me. All right, calm down. It's, it's going to get good. Like, this is going to be some good stuff. Again, I think God's working behind the scenes for all of this. Let's keep going. Romans 13 says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that, have, that exist have been established by God. So really is what I understand is a baseline for the series. All authorities have been established by God. All authorities exist because of Him. And here's why. Because God is the ultimate authority. He's the giver and taker of all authority. And God's the ultimate authority. He's the giver and taker of all authority. Now, just when we say that, all authority has been established by God. For some of us, that doesn't sit right. right? For some of us, we've experienced authorities that, that maybe are people in a place of authority that, that maybe abuse their power. I mean, we're seeing this right now in today's culture and today's society. We see people abuse their power over and over again. There's people that maybe we're placing our authority in our families and lives, and maybe they abuse their power and even abused us. And again, I get that. Right? Sometimes there's some evil people that, that are in authority, and we're going to actually jump into that. That's not today. We're going to jump into that a little bit more next week, and we're going to talk about how we deal with that because that's, that's a fact. That's a truth of, of what we go through and it can experience in life. But I still want us to understand that God is the ultimate authority. God's the giver of all authority. He's the one that grants it all. He's the giver, but again, he can take it all away as well because there's nothing above him. He's the ruler of all rulers. There's nothing, no one, nothing, there's nothing higher than him. And listen, this is good news. Right? This is news that we should be excited about. This is good news for, for where we are because our God is a good God. Right? We serve an incredibly good God. We serve a God that, that wants the best for us. We serve a God that, that loves us unconditionally. We serve a God that, that in all his authority and that the highest of the highs, he still sent his son for us to be sacrificed so that he could be connected to us. Right? He sent Jesus to live a perfect life, die on a cross, and be risen again because he loved us that much. And he did it from the highest place of authority. He did it from his ultimate authority. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that God's the ultimate authority because everything else flows from that truth. Right, when we understand that, it opens the door to how we respond, how we react, and how we thrive under other, others' authorities. Right, when we understand that, it really allows us to walk in our own authority as well. And right, again, God's the ultimate 
authority, the giver and taker of all authority. And we see this all throughout Scripture, and we see this really going all the way back to the first kings of Israel, which we find in uh, the book of 1 Samuel. So if you have your Bible or your Bible app, you can actually flip with me to the Old Testament into 1 Samuel chapter 9, and we'll start with uh, verse 17. But just a little background on this passage of Scripture. In this passage of Scripture and in 1 Samuel, the Israelites were, were considered God's chosen people, and they had been ruled by judges combined with prophets up to this time. So God would really work on uh, and would speak to the prophets who would let the judges know what's going on, and then they would work together. And in honesty, this was really working pretty well, but the Israelites looked around at other people groups around them. They looked around the other nations, and they saw that, that they had leaders. They saw that they had kings. So the Israelites, well, we want what they have on across. Like This is like keeping up with the Joneses type of thing, right? So the Israelites, we want what they have. So they, they wanted a king. So they began to whine. They began to complain. They began to cry. They began to beg. And they were begging Samuel, who at this time was one of the prophets. So they began to beg. And then, and then God heard their cries. God heard their begs. And then he issued them their first king, which we see here in 1 Samuel 9, verse, verse 17. It says this. It says, when Samuel caught sight of Saul, the Lord said to him, this is the man I spoke to you about. He will govern my people. Right, so from the very beginning, we see right there that God establishes his authorities. Right? He's the one that gives all authority. And in fact, if we, we're going to jump in, we're going to look at the life of Saul and David. And if you look at the life of Saul, you see that God can take authority away. Because God eventually removes Saul and then places David as king, which we see here in 1 Samuel 16, 11 through 13, which says this. It says, so he asked Jesse, are all these the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. And Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, Rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Again, both these two verses, they're the setup of the two kings, but they're showing that God gives all authority. And the reason is, is because God is the ultimate authority. He's the ultimate authority in our lives. And yes, this is a simple truth, but if we're honest with ourselves, I think sometimes we forget this simple truth. Or sometimes we don't live like this was a truth at all. And for some of us, it can be a constant struggle. And listen, this is nothing new. In fact, if you look at the life of King Saul, he had this struggle as well. So what I want us to do today is I want us to look at, at three things that, that we often do that can really affect all areas of authority in our lives. I want us to look at three things that Saul struggled with, and I think sometimes we struggle with too, that really affects us in, in living out the simple truth that God is the ultimate authority. So number one is this, our preconceived notions. Now, our preconceived notions can undermine God's authority in our life. Our preconceived notions can mess some things up of, of how God can work in and through our lives. In fact, if you look at King Saul, he, he really started with this. His, the whole establishment of his own authority in his life started with some preconceived notions that went against what God said he was. And we see this in, in 1 Samuel 9, 21. So check this out. Says Saul answered, But am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? Right, here's Saul, 
and he's being established as king, and he's basically saying, who am I? Right? And if you look at it, Saul's lineage, it wasn't really primo. Right? His lineage just wasn't that great. He wasn't the prime candidate to become king. He was kind of like a sleeper that, that nobody else saw coming. And if you look at it, he really was a misfit for the job. And he had these preconceived notions about himself, which actually made him doubt God. And I think a lot of times we do the same thing. Right? There's a lot of times we have these preconceived notions, maybe about ourselves, maybe about others around us. And when we live these out and when we carry these thoughts through, really what we're doing is we're undermining God's authority. I think a lot of times we have our own ideas, and because of it, we can miss out on the ultimate authority of God. And what happens is, as we become rule breakers without even knowing it. And here's what's worse. What happens is we operate out of insecurity instead of security. Right? In our lives, we operate out of insecurity instead of security, and it's a dangerous place to be. Because when we operate out of these preconceived notions, this insecurity, it causes us to hurt others. It causes us to harm others, right? And it even causes us to really look more at ourselves than to God. It forces us to rely more on ourselves than on God. And it's undermining God's authority in our life. And here's what I want you to understand. When we undermine God's authority, we lose ours. When we undermine God's authority, we lose ours. And again, God is the ultimate authority. And if you look at Saul, it didn't matter that Saul was from the smallest tribe. It didn't matter that, that his clan was the least of all the other clans. Right? It didn't matter. It didn't even matter who Saul was because it mattered who God is. And it's the same is true in our life. Right? If God's the ultimate authority, it matters who he is. And listen, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter the things that you can't do. It doesn't matter your, your inabilities. It doesn't matter your, your struggles, your pain. It doesn't matter the things that your, your talents or your lack of talents of what you think of. Because it doesn't matter about who you are. It matters who God is in your life. And it matters what you allow him to do. And don't let your preconceived notions block that. Don't let your preconceived notions undermine his authority. So number one is our preconceived notions. Number two is our own plans. I think a lot of times we can undermine God's authority with our own plans by taking things into into our hands that were never meant to be placed in our hands. Listen, again, if you look at King Saul, he did this. In fact, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13, you see a story where where Saul was supposed to basically destroy or was supposed to prepare a burnt offering. He was supposed to wait on Samuel to prepare this burnt offering for him. It was something that was reserved for a priest. But if you look at Saul, he wasn't really trusting God's timing. He, kinda, he wasn't really patient in this. Right? He had some stress on him. He had some outside pressures on him. He had this pending battle that was getting ready to happen. And so Saul's here, and he's thinking like, man, I, we've got to get this, this burnt sacrifice. We've got to have this done. But it was something that a regular person wasn't supposed to do. It wasn't something that a soldier wasn't supposed to do. It was something that a king wasn't supposed to do. It was something that re- was reserved for a prophet. But instead of waiting, Saul went ahead and just did it. Right? He just did the offering himself. And this was a huge no-no. It was a huge undermine of God's authority. In fact, if you look at it, this is how Samuel addressed him after he did this. In, verse, in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 13 through 14. He says, You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. You look at it, God took away his kingdom. God took away his authority, right? 
I think the problem is I think sometimes we do the same thing and we run the risk of not walking in the authority that God wants to give us. I mean, think about it. How many times do we rely on ourselves instead of God? And how many times do, do we take things into our own hands? How many times do we try to make things go according to our own timing? Right? I know for me, there's a lot of times I do this. And what happens is I end up messing stuff up. Right? When I try to take things into my own timing, I end up messing things up. So what happens? God has to play cleanup. As I think for some of us, for some of us, we're so impatient. For some of us, we're trying to do things our own way. We think we're helping, but really what we're doing, instead of trusting his timing, what we're actually doing is we're actually just delaying his blessings. And maybe I'm just preaching to myself, but I'll tell you what, the struggle is real. And it's undermining his authority when we put our plans above his. And again, I'll say it, when we undermine God's authority, we lose ours. So number two is our plans. Number three is this, how we forget God's simple truth that, that God is the ultimate authority is through our lack of follow-through. Listen, the truth is there's some things that God tells us to do that he's just waiting for us to complete. And our completion of it actually shows our respect for his authority. And if you look at Saul one more time, he struggled in this area. In fact, we see him struggle with this in, in 1 Samuel chapter 15. See, God ordered King Saul to attack a neighboring nation known as the Amalekites. And Saul, he orders Saul to, to completely destroy them. And when I say completely destroy them, I'm talking like all of them. I'm talking like men, women, children, infants, cattle, sheep, camels, donkeys, pets, plants, anything that's breathing, right? All of this stuff. Like, and, and this is a pretty intense task. But Saul didn't complete it, right? Saul didn't follow through. In fact, it says this in 1 Samuel 15, 9. It says, but Saul and the army spared Agag and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. Right? Saul had a different plan in mind, and he didn't follow through with God's plan. Right? He got a little bit greedy because he saw these other things that he's like, man, I, can, I could use that. But that wasn't God's plan. And because of it, because he didn't follow through, he undermined God's authority. And again, look at the result here in 1 Samuel 15, 26. It says, you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. As Samuel turned to leave, Saul caught hold of the hem of his robe and tore it. Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to one of your, of your neighbors, to one better than you. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. And if you look at it, this is some pretty intense stuff. Right? And these results are scary. Now, luckily for us, God isn't calling us to take out like a whole people group, right? He doesn't do that anymore whatsoever. And if God's telling you to do that, guess what? That's not God. You probably should go talk to somebody because you're going to need a little bit of help here, right? But God doesn't do it anymore because the truth is God gave us Jesus, right? God, God eventually back in those days, he tried to take out people groups because they were evil and they were separated from him. But what God did is he gave us his son so that he could be connected with all of us, right? And what he calls us to do, instead of taking people out, instead of carrying out his wrath, he calls us to carry out his love. He calls us to carry out the good news of Jesus and to share that and that great news with others. Right? And for some of us, that's what we're called to do when we haven't carried it out yet. For some of us, that's our follow-through. Right? For some of us, maybe there's a family member that, that we need to share Jesus with. There's a, there's a person uh, maybe in our, in our workplace that we need to show the love of Jesus to. Maybe there's a neighbor, right, that we need to give the good news of Jesus to. And God's calling us to carry it out. Maybe for someone, maybe it's closer, maybe for, for us to show the love of Jesus is actually to show them forgiveness. 
Maybe, maybe the follow-through is to not hold on and wait for that apology from somebody, but else just for, continue to walk in forgiveness. Listen, whatever it is, I want to challenge you to follow through because we undermine God's authority when we don't. And when we undermine His authority, we'll never fully experience Him in our life. We'll never fully experience what He wants for our life. Listen, when we get stuck in one of those things, what, three things, what happens is it leads to sin. See, the issue of sin, it's really, it's really an issue of authority. It's really placing things, ideas, desires above God's authority. And it stems from pride. It even stems from fear, but it leads to so many destructive things, right? It leads to lust. It leads to so many terrible things. And it leads to us a place where God never intended us to be. Right, so today I want to challenge us. I want to challenge us to not live like Saul, but I want to challenge us to live renewed. I want to challenge us to live through, through God's forgiveness, to live through his grace, to live through his mercy, to live through his love and his power. And we do this by recognizing his authority in our lives. Right, God's the ultimate authority. He's the giver and taker of authority. And we have to recognize his authority in our lives. And to do that means that we have to submit to him. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So my challenge today is this. My action step for us today is to submit to God. In fact, I want to give just a a quick acronym that shows us how we can do this. So the S is this. To submit, first we have to surrender. We have to surrender our plans to him. We have to surrender our timeline to him. We have to surrender our thoughts to him. Let me ask you, is God in a place of authority in your life? And if he's not, is there something that you need to surrender to him? Maybe for you, maybe it's a relationship with somebody that you're trying to fix. Maybe you need to surrender that over to God. Right? Maybe for you, maybe it's your finances. Maybe you need to surrender those over to God. Maybe for you, maybe it's a dream that you had for yourself, but there's selfish, there's selfish motives behind it. Maybe you need to submit that over to God. Here's what's crazy. Sometimes God can take a selfish dream and he can change it and make it so much, so much bigger if we just submit it and we, and we surrender it over to him. So the S is surrender. The U is to understand. And here's what we need to understand. We need to understand what's his and we need to understand what's ours. Here's the truth. God gives us certain things that we are actually responsible for. And he wants, us to, to, he wants us to do certain things. He wants us to, to carry out certain actions based on those things that he gives us. Right? He gives us certain things that, that it's ours. Right? And we need to understand what's ours. But there's also things that are just his. There's also things that, that he, he doesn't want us having any part of. Because he knows that we can't carry it. He knows that it's too heavy. He knows that the burden is too much. That's who he is. That's a good God, right? He wants to carry those things for us. But we have to understand. We have to understand what's his. And we have to understand what's ours. And then we need to break strongholds. Listen, a stronghold is this. A stronghold can be defined as a repetitive thought that justifies our actions and keeps us living outside of God's authority. For us to submit to him, we need to break those strongholds. We need to get rid of those thoughts that are keeping us outside of his authority. Remember from the last series, we talked about how our minds are a powerful thing and we can take captive of every thought. And there's some thoughts that we need to take captive so that we can submit back to him. There's some thoughts that we need to take captive so that we can break those strongholds. So I want to challenge you. What are some of those thoughts that are in your life right now? What are some of those things that you need to take captive? 
Listen, I want to challenge you to take captive so that you can break those strongholds. And then the M is to make changes. Right, once we surrender, once we understand what's God's and what's ours, once we break some of those strongholds, we can't go back living the same way we're living. We've got to make the appropriate changes. Right, there's some things that we have to do differently. So for you, think about it. What are some of those changes? So I won't call you out, but the chances are right now, God's probably speaking to you, right? That inkling you have, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. What are those changes? Listen, go and make those changes. And to make those changes means you need to identify your follow-through. So the I is identify your follow-through. Think about it. What's something that's just hanging there? What's something that maybe God's asked you to do? It could have been years and years ago, but you haven't followed through yet. Because I want to challenge you to identify it. And then go do it. There's a lot of times I get the question like, hey, what am I supposed to do next? Like, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm not connecting with God like I used to. I feel like I'm just supposed to do something, but I don't know quite what it is. My answer is always this. What did God ask you to do last? And then they'll respond, everybody's different, so everybody has a different answer, right? And I ask, did you follow through with it? Eh, Maybe 90%. Guess what? God's waiting for the 10%. Listen, be a 10%er. Go the next level. Follow through. Identify what you need to follow through. Listen, God's not going to give us what's next unless we follow through. And the truth is, there's some things that God wants us to do over and over again. So keep going back to it. Keep doing what he told you to do. Continue going. Go and go and go and continue to follow through. Listen, identify your follow through and then trust God above everything else. Trust God with it all. Trust God with your life by making a decision for him. Trust God with your finances by, by giving faithfully to him. Trust God with your, with your abilities and your talents by serving him. Right? Trust God with your relationships by praying about them first. Right? I want to challenge you to trust God. That's what submit is. Listen, God is the ultimate authority. He's the giver and taker of all our authority. And we need to submit to him. We need to recognize his authority by submitting to him. So listen, as we close today, what I want us to do is I want us to give us an opportunity to submit to God. And maybe for some of us, maybe for us to submit is, to buy, is really by making a decision to follow him, by making a decision to, to make him our Lord and Savior. So if that's you, what I want to do, whether you're watching online, whether you're in here in person, I want to give you that opportunity. So what we're going to do is we're actually just going to pray, and then I'm going to have you repeat this prayer after me. So if that's you right now with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, just repeat after me in this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for sending your Son for us for forgiving us of our sins. And God, we accept your forgiveness. God, we accept Jesus into our life as our Lord and Savior, and we submit to him. God, for those that maybe are are going through something right now, maybe there's something that they need to surrender. God, we pray for that person right now. God, maybe there's somebody that just needs to know what's theirs and and what's what's yours. God, we pray for that understanding. God, we pray for, for strongholds as well. And God, we pray that we can make changes And God, we pray that we can identify our follow-through. God, we ask these things so that we can submit and we can recognize your authority in our lives so that we can flow in our own authority, so that we can work and respond and react to the other authorities in our life so that you can show your love through us. God, we thank you right now for everything you do for us. And we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool, cool. Well, hey, we're excited you're back. And listen, there's a couple ways to respond. And we still do have connection cards. If you're in person, we still do have connection cards. So if you have a prayer request, 
Are there something that you're going through or is just something that you want us to know that you're a part of your journey? We want to track with you. So feel free to pick one of those up from the seat back in front of you. And you can actually drop that in this black offering box as you go out along with any tithes or offerings that you may have as well. And again, if you're watching online, we want to know if you made a decision or we want to know if there's something that you can, uh, we want you to, to pray with us or we, you want us to pray with you for as well. So make a comment in there and we'll get that taken care of. But hey, we're so pumped you joined us today. This actually is the end of service. So what we're going to do is you can make some noise, give somebody an air five, hug somebody as you walk out, but you will walk out this side door and then you can't stay in here and hang out, but whatever happens out there, whatever. All right, but hey, have an amazing week. Thanks for joining us. We love you, Life Change Church. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.